I'm, I used to sing about wanting to be alone, and now I'm not singing. <laughs> that, is, that is such a valid point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, not the time or the place for that. Yeah. PowerPoints, power lunches, conference calls, reply to all, endless meetings, constant check-ins, and so much wasted time. Are you sick of the BS? So are we. It's time to take our time back, rework the way we work, and make every call a call to action. This is a podcast for people who want to stop talking and really start connecting. This is After 12. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to After 12, 12 for 12's original podcast series that explores cool brands, companies, messages, and makers, and what compels us to take notice and become fans. Uh, we have a very special show today. I am joined by my dear friend, designated driver, and creative collaborator, Mr. Chris Brandt. And I, 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 <laughs> No, go. I thought that was my point. I thought that was my jump in point. I, I mean, I don't even have a license anymore. So, I, you know, so you I don't have a license drive. to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, we are especially blessed because today, formed in 2013, Cherry Glazer is an LA based rock band made up of guitarist and lead vocalist Clem Creevy, drummer Tabor Allen, and bassist Devin O'Brien. With a sound that has evolved um, and been described from lo-fi, garage rock, fuzz, heavy shoegazer, with elements of grunge, punk, new wave, and unicorn blood, defining these guys is really missing the point. Listening and experiencing their music is the glaze. Internet, please join me in welcoming Clem and Tabor from Cherry Glazer. Guys, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Hello. Oh my gosh. I hope, um, I hope that you changed our, I hope you edited our Wikipedia page to say Unicorn Blood. Or, <laughs> or was that already it's there? It's widely known. <laughs> what are you drinking right now, Clem? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually drinking turmeric tea out of my late, late show with James Corden cup. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that actually, I want to ask you about quarantine, but look, since you've got the cup up there, one yeah. of my, like, you know, I studied improv at, at Second City and one of my all time favorite improvisers musically is Reggie Watts and yeah. the fact that you guys got to share the stage with Reggie. Was like a wet dream for me. And I remember <laughs> watching and I was like, I'm amazing. I just, I was just bated breath. What was that like? Oh, Reggie's amazing. He's awesome. You know, we met him at a Halloween party at, um, I think it was, it was 2018 and we were playing a Halloween party and he was also playing with Wahada, his group that he does with John Tejada, an awesome producer. And, um, they were playing, Santa Gold was playing, we were playing, it was a really fun show in downtown LA and he was in the dressing room and I was like, I gotta make my move. Like, this is Reggie Watts. Yeah. I love him so much. He's the best person ever. I'm going to go say hi to him. So I walked up to him and I was like, what's up? I'm Clem. We're playing tonight. How's it going? And he was so cool and so nice. He's like, oh my God, Cherry Glazer, I love you guys. I was like, ah! 
that's got to be a great feeling when you're like, I'm a super fan. And he's like, I'm a super fan. You're like, do you want to be best friends? He's like, yeah, I want to be yeah. best friends. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. So we hung out that night. And then, um, of course, our manager was like, oh, yeah, I know his manager. And we're like, amazing. So we got in touch. And we talked about doing the remix for Daddy first. So he re- I was, we set him our, our track. And it had just come out. And we're like, will you do a remix of this? I, I don't know if you've ever done that before. But I just feel like it would be cool and fun. He clubified the hell out yeah. of that remix too. Yes, he he. That was his first mix. He sent me one mix. I was in New York at the time doing a press, and I was staying at my friend Davy's house, and he emailed me that mix, and it was the first mix. And I was like, "Don't change anything. Don't touch it. It's perfect. I love it. I'm obsessed with it." So yeah, um, he's really a jack of all trades, and honestly, one of the nicest, most like open people Super I've met approachable. in the industry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I met him. So our buddy Noah Tobagan does. Um, uh, he was doing Tour de Fat when it was still going on. He goes by Snake, and he, he oh. was in a, a tent doing something with Reggie. And I just, he's like, "Do you want to meet him?" And I was like, yeah, "I want to meet Reggie." Um, and he's just the nicest guy, and he's got the coolest yeah. shirts. Like he actually <laughs> stole my idea for like doing kind of funny shirts from Reggie. Like this one says "Alcohol You Later," but like he's got one that he wears a lot that says "The Beginning Is Near" and shit like that. I'm like, we're about the same size, Reggie. If I could ever borrow a t-shirt, you know? yeah. Yes, I love how off the walls he gets with his humor, and how like weird and dark he can get. Like we when we were rehearsing with him. He did this thing where he's like, um, he made this crazy joke. I don't know if you remember this, Tabor, but he's like, yeah, let's just do that and then not do that. And then let's do that again and then not do that. And then like maybe turn it around and maybe like go a little bit further and then like flip it back around and then then try again. And and I was like, yeah, yeah. And, And then he was like, uh, no, no, like nothing I just said made sense. <laughs> but I'm like pretending to like act like he was making sense. Because <laughs> I just like was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> that is amazing. But, uh, he he's he I think he lives his uh, humor every day and is always just like going going for stuff. It, and, it, and it is so explorative in his yeah. waking life. And I think it's cool. Well, and it's like you bumped into him at a, a party you guys were playing together. How, I mean, like, how is the collaboration going now where you're not like organically playing, you know, big festivals with people or just bumping into folks at shows? Are you like reaching out more? Do you find yourself like, hey, I want to, you know, play with somebody mm. so you pick up the phone or? Yeah, we, we've actually been working with a producer over FaceTime. So it's been interesting to do the, uh, record making process from home without being uh, in the room with anyone. And it, I think what's been interesting about it is being, being able to communicate well. Like, I, it's funny because the one thing I've noticed is like, you don't, you might not, ha- they, they might not have the right tone. Like they might have not right, the right synth tone that you want for something. But if you were in the same room together, you'd be tone diving together. So you'd just be like, ba 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 ba. This is what I want. Boo. And it's those small things that you can't really do with someone. So you're like, 
uh, here's a reference. I kind of want it to be a little bit less this and a little more this. And then they have to go and like pick it. And you're like, you're close, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, Jake, Jake yeah. is taking piano lessons and the piano teachers like through FaceTime on a music stand pointing out the, key, the keys. Wow. And, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how we're making this stuff work, but it, it you can make it work. <laughs> totally. I mean, the mix that we just got back that I think is our, our final mix before we head to mixing is awesome. And it's been really cool to work with, a, a, with her because she is so cool and awesome. And, and so, yeah, it's weird to be like meeting people, but you're not really meeting in real life, but you're still meeting them. <laughs> right. Do you um, find that like now that you have all this time that it, that's like really aiding the creative process or is it just like making you crazy? It's making me crazy because of the <laughs> circumstances. Honestly, if I'm being totally honest, it's been a little bit harder to create really? than, than normally. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm not, I don't need, like I write on the road. Um, mm. I can write in the van. I'm always writing. So, and I haven't been, and I think it's because of the state of mind really. And, um, yeah, I have a lot of time on my hands and a lot of space, but I haven't been using it productively. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, we've been moving, we've been moving at a slower pace, but we're still working and that feels really good. Um, but it is weird and strange and, and, and yeah, I, I, I have been kind of writing about the pandemic a little bit, um, just, I, I don't know. It's easy. It's harder for me to write happy songs, but that's <laughs> kind of what's been coming up during this. So that has been an interesting shift in the creative process during this time is I, I feel like the subject matter has changed a little bit because I'm, I used to sing about wanting to be alone and now I'm not singing. <laughs> That is such a valid point. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, not the time or the place for that. Yeah. You can't what you asked for. Exactly. It's not exactly. fuck off anymore. It's please come in. Exactly. I'm like, when I look outside my window, I see all the people. <laughs> and how about you, Tabor? I mean, like you guys must be jonesing to play out. Like, are you playing the drums in your living room and your roommates are like, hey, Tabor, can you keep it down? <laughs> we just um, got back into this space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, I've been playing a lot of guitar. Um, <laughs> I've been... Um, learning some Dido songs on the guitar. You know, Play white flag for us. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, look, definitely. I had this moment a few weeks ago where Clem and I were hanging out and I, it was at, it was in, at night and I would just all of a sudden was like really overwhelmed with sadness of um, missing performing together. Um, you know, so much of our lives is like sharing the stage um, and we don't get to do that now. And it's sad. It's a bummer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like as a creative person, it's hard to be functional when you have so much uncertainty about what comes next, you know, like, will 
will there be a music industry after this? Should there be a music industry? I don't know. <laughs> um, but it feels, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to get into that space where you like want to make things because you just don't know what it's worth, what, what any of it's worth, you know? Yeah. Have you been writing more in the sense of like content, lyrics, thoughts? Um, I mean, has this helped, has, has this helped you kind of want to tell more stories about your experiences? I think like, well, as far as what Clem and I have been doing, one of the, one of the cool things about it is that it's forced us to find some new avenues for, to create. So, you know, we're a rock band and a lot of our time writing music together is, um, like jamming like loud as fuck in our rehearsal space and making a lot of noise. And that hasn't been the case for the last few months. We, it's been a lot of like, let's grab a bunch of keyboards and like jump on the laptop and like try and make crazy sounds and like rip some drums from some old soul songs and like just try to, it's cool because it forces you to like think in new, in new ways. And so I do feel like some of the stuff that we're working on is, um, it has taken on, it's taken on kind of a new sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, we were already kind of moving in that direction a little bit. Um, Before the pandemic, we had talked a lot about, about doing more sample based music because we have been listening to a lot of electronic music and a lot of beat stuff. And Uh we got, we got, (laughs) (laughs) you, you froze right there. You were sampled. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry no am i going. still frozen okay no, you're doing um, good. yeah i yeah so we had talked about it we we were listening to a lot of kytronata a lot of yeji a lot of indie electronic rock and um and then a lot of like house too like mm. dj koza and stuff like that so um and because we listened to so much of that, I think that we wanted to bring in that influence a little bit. So we were already talking about doing more Ableton uh, sample-based stuff. So you're, you're speaking in that Chris's way, language. It, it was cool. <laughs> I'm recording yeah. this with Ableton right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but but it's weird to not. I almost feel like I've realized that that writing is so different from playing because. Sometimes when we're in the room and we're jamming and Tabor's playing drums and I'm playing guitar, a lot of that is expression and an outlet and I'm just being able to feel my feelings and it doesn't feel as much like writing. And then writing is when I'm home alone, um, thinking, writing down lyrics, coming up with melodies. I mean, melodies for me, actually, I don't actually sit down to write them. I, they pop they oh. just popped. <laughs> <laughs> you froze yeah. again right at the perfect no! time. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my internet sucks, y'all. It's, um, it's okay. Well, you guys have such like a, like a really awesome, like raw energy. I got to imagine that is actually really hard for you because, you know, like you're sitting home in your bedroom and it's like, you know, where's that energy come from? Right. Oh my God, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And that that energy, like this week was supposed to be with the foils and local natives. I mean, like, again, being able to exercise that breath and just 
fucking rock out. Especially yeah. now, I'm sure you have so much pent up rock out in you that the first time you guys hit a stage, <laughs> everything's going to just explode. And yeah, your audience is going to be like, I got to take a nap. Right. No, like we were in the space the other day and we were so itching to play and it felt amazing to play because we, we moved out of our rehearsal space. We have a rehearsal lockout. That's a big downtown building. And it was like not smart to go there every day. So we were working from my house, which yeah. was insane. We brought all the gear into my house and I was just living in gear. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, oh, my God, we have to move this stuff back to the space and get paid now. So we did that. But, yeah, we definitely have some pent up feelings <laughs> that we well, are going to have to jam out. Are your, are your management, is the team looking at new gigs? Do you have anything upcoming or scheduled? You know, everything's been canceled. Um, mm. Even up until next year, it's, it's uncertain. So we, we technically don't have a lot on the docket. Um, everything has been canceled <laughs> and like no one no one feels comfortable, like, I think, committing to anything. And I'm talking about festivals and organizers. Sure. I don't think anyone feels comfortable committing to anything at this time. But hopefully, if things start opening back up again, they will start putting things back together again for next year. But I'm pretty sure 2020 is a bust as far as live gigs go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, you guys have played with, I mean, you're, you're at the top of your game. You're in the, in the circuit with, you know, Portugal, the man, the flaming lips churches, all, all of these great bands. Um, have you guys talked about doing any sort of like virtual stuff? Have you talked about uh, like, you know, virtual music festivals or concerts? Yeah, we, um, we did this Minecraft thing. That was fun. We like were we played in Minecraft. So we pre-recorded a live set from my house and then like Minecraft like built little versions of us and like put us on a stage and then like people came to Minecraft. It was like it was a server and a Discord that people came to and then like they played our live set and then like had our little emojis like dancing around the stage. <laughs> That so that genius. was really awesome. cute. That was really fun. That was like, I think two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, no, since then we haven't, the one thing that's weird about it is that there is a lag. So like, I don't know how a band would play if they weren't together in the same room. Cause there's a lag on zoom and like a lag. I mean, I guess you could have some type of like high speed interface or something, but or if you were fiber tied or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's no real way to to overcome the physics of that and, and get the latency low enough so that yeah. you, you can do that. Not not really. Um, I saw this really funny meme that was like a burning building in the back, and then there's like a mascot like doing a weird little dance, and it was like the burning building was like live bands in 2020, and then the bunny was like solo artists, and he was just like. <laughs> He was like fine. He was like trudging along. <laughs> that's so funny. I was like, oh god, that's so real. Yeah. So how how do you go about making money in this world now? I mean, you know, are you are you finding new avenues to you know like? Are you make selling it go? drugs, guys? Are you I selling know, drugs? I know your mom, Clem. Do you get drugs. your PPP check? 
Yeah. We've been getting money from the government, which has been very new. <laughs> wow. It's funny because a lot of our fellow comrades in Europe, uh, they get money from the government. Like our friends who are in bands get money from the government to pay their rent, to like buy their food, to like go on tour and pay their expenses. And it's so funny to me. I'm like, what? You you get money from the government for being a band? Like that's insane. The but government very, cares very about normal people. For them. Yeah, <laughs> it's very normal for them. And I don't know. It's 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 crazy to to be getting aid right now because um, you know I feel like it's normal for some other of our friends who live in France and the UK and Berlin and whatever. Um, and like for us, it's like totally unprecedented. Yeah. Well, you know, I, there's always that concept of like, the, you know, the, uh, there was that uh, article that was written called, you know, about the thousand true fans. And like if a band had like thousand true fans who would spend like 300 bucks a year on their stuff, they could kind of maintain a good living, whether that's through merch or touring or stuff like that. I mean, that's you guys cool. have a really good fan base. I think if you could, you know, figure out how to keep them entertained, you know, you could probably keep the... The bus oh, rolling. definitely. I mean, the cool thing about, you know, everything already being online is like we're still getting a pretty normal amount of merch sales and a normal amount of record sales. So that's awesome. That, that's cool. Um, I think that people want to support their artist, their favorite artists right now. And yeah. that's been awesome um, because we're definitely we, we get like a lot of our income from that. So it's great. Have you guys been thinking more about, um, you know, your, your, your brand or, or your, not necessarily brand, but things that you haven't said that want to, to say, or concepts that you want to explore or, you know, stage setups that you'd love to do, or, you know, like, <laughs> this is the time we'd love to play with the symphony orchestra or weird stuff like that, you know? Yeah, constantly. I, I have this issue where my budget that's in my head is always way <laughs> past the budget that we really have. And I'm like, oh, I want like I want a two hundred thousand dollar lighting rig. And we're like, but we only have five hundred dollars. <laughs> Credit card. Yeah. But um, no. Um, yeah, I'm constantly thinking about stage uh, yeah. decor and how because that's a really fun part of it for, for me personally um, is thinking about the aesthetics of stuff. And I, I just have a lot of fun with that. And, um, you know, I know that that's not very like musician-y of me, but I, I really enjoy the aesthetics as part aspect of, of being well, an artist. Well then, I mean, also thinking about like, you know, you're, you're making a product, you're making something and, you know, yeah. you've got to have a plan as to how to release that thing. I mean, the album that you guys are working on right now, are you looking at kind of, you know, release dates or release plan strategies to get it out? Um, will you get it out before the quarantines are lifted? Um, I mean, it depends how long the quarantine goes for probably not. Um, we're still pretty much in the, in the midst of it, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like our, our things aren't, we're not really getting a lot of updates. Our record, the record plant sh uh, closed, like, you know, people are just freezing. The industry has frozen. So I think people are just kind of waiting to hear what 
what opens back up and that that'll that'll be able to like then we'll be able to like suss out what we want to do yeah table yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to say that we had some kind of strategy but it's, <laughs> yeah like we don't it's it's just like one day at a time kind of survival shit it's rock and roll you don't need a strategy yeah <laughs> like how do we just survive as creative people and and try to like move forward and make music and like we'll i guess like cross those bridges when we get to them but there just doesn't seem to be a lot of there's not a lot to work with at the moment um do you, do you find that the community of other artists have has gotten stronger though you know the like-minded creatives the people that you would play shows and festivals with are you finding that as a resource like you're, you're bonding with these folks more yeah well i definitely have just like we facetimed john Gurley a few times from portugal the man because he's always knows what to say and he's like such an awesome dude and it's been really reassuring to talk to him because just on a person to person level and he's very politically active as well so um it's just been nice to have his perspective like you know he has a kid and he lives in alaska and like a really dope like shack on the water (laughs) (laughs) and he's just awesome he's an awesome guy so i mean we haven't been really talking about process and making records but we've just been talking person to person about 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 life and what this is and and how to get through this together and that's been really, really nice. And just talking, I mean, I mean, things have gotten really basic. Like I never was domestic ever in my life. Like I moved around a lot when I was a kid. And then when I became an adult, I was on tour constantly. My house was more like a, a stop on the train station. And to be like forced to be home, I've been like cooking, I've been cleaning, I've been buying stuff for my house. And that feels really fun because I think that I rejected that as as a musician. I'm like, that's lame. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm realizing that it's actually cool and that you can embrace it in a way that's cool and um I, you know, I, I've been, I've been proud to do that. So it, it's been fun to like, That's awesome. I made, yeah. ba- I made bangers and mash. I've been making mashed potatoes. <laughs> I like, I haven't been making like healthy food <laughs> per se, but I've been making a lot of comfort food. <laughs> so, you gotta live a little, right? Yeah. Tamer likes coming over. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing yeah. better than mashed potatoes. No. Right? <laughs> Definitely. We were eating so many carbs, we got a Peloton. We broke down. We're like, well, let's get more money. Come on. Um, That's so cheating. It is cheating. And, and it, but it, I mean, I have to say, like, I was kind of anti Peloton just because they had, they had amassed such a following and ascended to such like magnitude that it's like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to be one of those people. And now I'm on the Peloton. I'm crying. Oh, they're good, the amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview with one of the Peloton instructors for the show. And I just can't wait. Cause like, to That's me, awesome. she's, she's a, a superstar, super- but like nobody else will know her unless you have a Peloton. <laughs> it's like, that's a weird thing. You've created the your Peloton own channel. community. Totally. Totally. That's great. Yeah. Um, our, ma- our manager did the same thing. He broke down and got one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, 
in the, in, early, in the early days of Guar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a few more questions. Um, two trains, one going north, one going <laughs> south. It's 72. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was really paying attention. I was like, oh, no. Are we about to do math right now? Okay. No. I, I don't do math. Math is. Yeah, you um, wouldn't know what the right answer is. I would know. No, I, I use Chris for math, and yeah. So, well, we're um, all screwed then. In addition to doing like domestic things around the house, because I've been there too. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've put up that banner in the back. I, you know, I've been cleaning. I've I've put up pictures. Yeah. Are you guys? Are you making other stuff? Are you exercising your creativity in other ways? I'm going on a lot of hikes. (laughs) (laughs) We've been doing a lot of hiking, a lot of like hitting the trails since they've been open. I live and drawing. We've been doing a lot of drawing, a lot of art making. Yeah, a lot of drawing and a lot of painting. Um, We live like right down the street from uh, Arroyo Seco, which Mm -hmm. is like a great park. So. It's huge, and there's trails everywhere, and it's literally in our backyard. So that's been fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I I know it's crazy how California has such an amazing like. You can be in the mountains, you can be in the desert, you can be at the beach, you can be in the forest. So it's cool that that I like. I'm such a big fan of the state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diehard. West do you, Coaster. Do you guys get to spend time with family? I mean, do you, Clem, do you get to see your mom, dad? Do you, do I've you... been seeing them a lot since quarantine that's started. Awesome. That, that's been one thing that changed is like, uh, I feel like I am still in this phase where I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm coming over. Like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be over at some point. And then like, I don't see them for like three months and they're like, please come over. <laughs> um, but now since quarantine started, I've been seeing them a lot because I've just been, it's been, it's been nice that we're in the same circle and like, I care about them so much. And it's just been really fun to like see them all the time because we live close and it's like, I, I don't know the, like I'm not really seeing any of my friends because they're not really in my germ circle besides Tabor and his roommates and like one or two other people. Um, I love this cares. term germ circle. I'm going to steal this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel like my entire college was a germ circle, that whole experience. <laughs> You're your own germ really circle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, <laughs> thinking about hydrochloroquine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would never take that, even in my own germ circle. But, um, no. No, but I would drink bleach. I mean, that seems like a smart move. Sure. Um, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Have you guys been doing other podcasts like this? Or I, I, I saw there was a roll, like a Rolling Stone thing that Chris sent me yeah. um, that you did. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah, that's right. We did a few sessions for Fender and um, Rolling Stone and that, that Minecraft thing that we did. Um, a friend of mine just hit me up from Evanston and he wants to do um, like a festival thing and he wants a live set for it. So we have that, that we would love to give to him. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of collaborative like session types 
session type things. It's cool because I feel like some artists and friends of mine have really built up like a green screen. They've got good cameras. They've got the green screen. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I got an awesome I, green dark alert. I love it. It's it's really great. Like I I feel like that's how you can create a really good like musical festival experience is is like having that stuff. So um I think that a lot of people who are already doing that are thriving right now. Yeah. Totally. Well, considering I'm in Evanston, I'm really jacked about that show that you're talking about. So yeah, I'll let you know about it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, you guys, it's amazing to see you both. It's amazing you that too. you've kept your humor and you're just, you're looking, <laughs> both of you are looking beautiful as ever. Um, <laughs> Dude Fest 2020. What are we going to do guys? Virtual show. I don't know. We got to talk show. about virtual show. Yeah. Raise a glass to the dude. Yeah, raise yeah. to the dude. To the duty booty. It's so lovely seeing you guys. Love to you both. Um, Chris, any final words, my brother? No, I just that it's awesome to see you guys, and I can't wait for the show in Evanston. That's going to awesome. be exciting. Yeah. And Dude Fest, I'm in. Yeah. Whatever you guys need. We'll 100%. stay safe. Thank keep, you both. keep protesting and keep producing, man. And Thank protest you so much. Produce. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.